Hi and welcome to the Astutes podcast. Uh, the reason behind the podcast um, is because we work with a lot of small to medium sized businesses and we get the same questions um, over and over. So we thought we'd run a podcast series interviewing those people that are professionals in their field to help people to really grow um, and establish their business. And today we're interviewing Jerry McKenzie from Your Pathfinder. So Jerry was originally from Edinburgh. He studied University of Edinburgh where he studied agriculture. He ran his own lock and fishery uh, in Scotland, which is cool. I want to find out more about that. You've worn many hats over the past uh, few, over the years. We've got the State Manager of Modern Group, Operations Manager of Green Incentives. You've been a National Account Manager for Australian Solar Investor, a Freedom Coach uh, with Freedom First. On a personal note, we found that you like coffee and the beach, prefer possibly at the same time. And now if we go into Your Pathfinder, Your Pathfinder are financial strategists. Their mission is achieving a path to an abundant retirement. One of their keys to success is future planning and vision of where you're heading is key to achieving and living your best life. And I grabbed a cool little tagline off your website, which will grab people's attention, which is who gets more cash, the bank, the tax man, or you. Welcome, Jerry. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> what an intro. I wanted, I wanted to speak to this guy. I know. You've done a lot. Come on. Um, one thing I did want to touch on first is, uh, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction about how your Pathfinder um, came about and kind of the difference between your financial strategist and your financial planner? Yeah, I would love to do that because a lot of people do get uh, a little bit confused about that, uh, not about the business. The business got together. There's sort of, uh, there was four for I call, we call ourselves brothers, but sort of brothers in business, and that uh, we kept meeting in various businesses, various forums, um, all the time. And uh, it was about uh, two years ago we all met and said, "Listen, guys, let's get together." Um, technology was coming ahead then because we live in different parts of the country, and we said, "Let's get together and uh, pool all our our knowledge and start up a, a business together." So we've got four founder members. And uh, that's how uh, uh, your Pathfinder started off. But um, the rest of it is, uh, you know, the difference between financial planning and financial strategy. Now, a lot of people do get confused about this. Financial planners are great uh, for everything to do with superannuation and insurances. So that is, that is their, uh, their remit. And for financial strategy, we are, we are really looking at getting ahead uh, Getting our clients ahead in, a, in financially in a way that's going to suit them. It's going to be suit their object, uh, their objective. But it's really to do with property. Now, property is uh, is our main is our main driver. But uh, financial planners would have insurances and funds and things like that, which they are licensed to do. We're licensed to do property, so uh, we're very much property based and looking at uh, how property can help you get ahead in in, in Australia. Uh, we we see so many people. Um, of, uh, of getting to my age um, and having three or four or five million dollars worth of assets, but still having three or four million dollars worth of, uh, of liabilities as well. Yeah. And that's doing it the wrong way. So yeah. we, we, we put some clarity on this and we show people how to get ahead better. Yeah, okay. So what's, um, I thought, I, I put it out there for some questions. So um, we'll kind of get to them and I think we'll just run through a few of those questions. So a couple of them have come through, which um, maybe a little bit more on super, but we've got property um, in there as well. Where do you guys sit with shares and things like that? That's sort of more financial planning or? That's, uh, that is more financial planning, although um, share traders are, are different from that, but mostly financial planning do, do, um, do the share uh, 
work with share traders. And one of our founder members was a share trader in in um, uh, in Singapore for twelve years. Yes. So we know a lot about uh, shares and how and how that works. And um, we do. You know, people can make a, a make decent money out of shares. I mean, if you know what you're doing, but you really have to be on the ball all the time. And we hear more cases of people not doing so well with shares than doing well with shares. Yeah. And um, that is something that is, uh, it, it depends on your on your planner, it depends on your strategist who's looking after you but, um, and, and how much you're you're working with them. But it tends to be, it tends to be a, hand, a hands-on investment that, where you really have to know what you're doing. And, uh, uh, and especially in times like just now, when, it's, when the share market is so volatile, yeah. it's, very difficult to just choose choose the right uh, the right level um, to go in at and the right level to come out at. Um, you know, I always look back, back to some of the the, the legends in, in, in investment. You know, like Tony Robbins, for instance. You know, and he's basically buy shares, put it put them on a uh, you know on a, over a number of years, keep buying shares, and over twenty five years, thirty years, you're going to do well. Yeah. You know, they're they're going to go up, and that's been the strategy. For a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that strategy. Yeah. I think where we come in is a lot of people don't have 25 or 30 years left, me included. <laughs> so, <laughs> you gotta try to think, uh, think round, round the box, you know, outside the box a little bit, and uh, yeah. what can we do to um, and speed things along a little bit? Um, yeah, and that's um, interesting you say that because um, we've got a self managed super fund um, ourselves, and we've had it for probably about five years now, and everyone kind of told us we we're a little bit crazy um, to do that because we put majority of it into shares. But my thoughts were, we're not looking to retire anytime soon. So in another 30 years, like surely we're going to make some kind of um, money off them. So yeah, it's definitely an age factor of where you are in that spectrum of how long, you know, you've got to make that money. That's right. Uh, and it's very important. You've, you've, you've looked at that and you said, right, okay, we've got, we've got a bit of time to do this. We're not going to look at them every day because this is drives you nuts. Especially uh, not now. <laughs> <laughs> on that, yeah. and then just just let it run for for a length of time and and um you know i think uh, over time shares and uh, do do pretty well um, yeah. but uh, but it's just the time that the time factor that's involved while we're on age i have a question here so we have my husband and i are in our early 50s do you have any tips on what we should be doing to prepare better for our financial future Yes. Um, anything you're going to do if you're in your early 50s, you want to be doing before your mid-50s. Mm -hmm. If you're borrowing um, uh, with any bank or anything like that, as soon as you hit 55, you're going to have problems with okay. that. And we're going to start loading you with all sorts of things. So it's very good to get a plan in uh, before then. And uh, look at um, uh, and as long as everything's done before that time, there's no problem with it. But the banks are very interested when they when they look at um, um, lending to a, a client. Um, they're very interested in exit strategies mm -hmm. and how long have you got to that exit strategy? Well, my exit strategy is going to be a lot uh, sooner than your exit strategy. <laughs> So, uh, and it, and the, your uh, your question, uh, Oscar, is going to be you know fifty you know fifty plus. So they can't have a thirty year loan because it'd be eighty by the time it finished. But it doesn't mean that it's um, that it would be that time. But we've got to show the bank there's an extra strategy. So do something sooner rather than later, and um, and look at a sort of and a word that a lot of financial planners use is transition to retirement. Look at sort of 
what transitions you can make just now before retirement. Because getting to 60, 65, 67, whenever they're planning on retiring and going, right, retiring in six months' time, ain't that too late, you know. So uh, get on with something and find out what your... It's really a bit of a... um, uh, 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 and it's what we do with clients all the time. Ask them what is their their income. What do you think their income will be when they when they retire? Yeah. And we fill that out for them. We use government calculators as the main source on that, and uh, show them where they're going to be when they retire, and then find out if they're if we're a good fit for them, and then find out if they want to actually um, um, you know pro- proceed with a plan. Yeah, and that was um, another question that someone's got. Mm, um. I can't remember where it is there. Um, what, uh, here it is, yeah. Why do we need one and kind of what are the benefits? And my initial kind of response to this was, you know, in business, if you want to grow your business, you kind of connect with that business coach. If you're looking to lose weight, you kind of connect with that PT, that, um, you know, physical coach. And that's kind of what you guys, you know, as I see it is, you can do it on your own, um, but if you really want to get the best results, that's when that's when you know it's time to engage someone or you can get your benefit quicker by engaging professionals, I guess. Like, I would totally agree with you there, Suna. Uh, you can do all of this by yourself, and I always make that quite clear, clear to clients. But it's um, you know, there's a lot of things, um, as you know, with the with the bookkeeping that you help me with or help our company with. We could do it by ourselves, but yeah. it would take us all month to do it. So we don't. We choose not to do it. Good choice. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the same sort of thing. So when it comes to um, uh, plans, there's a lot of things that we can show people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of clients um, that I'm seeing down here, um, uh, you know, just to explain to everybody, I'm away from home just now on camera, um, but a lot of clients I'm seeing down here who are very professional-ended, uh, uh, top-end uh, earners and um, it, it's not that um, people don't know the strategies they just don't know how to implement them for in their lives. Yeah, and uh, we can we can. There's a lot of muddy water there, and we can clear that water and sort of show people the, the way forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, this kind of touches on. I get a lot of. Um, I do a lot of sort of cash flow planning, budgeting with small businesses, and one yeah. of the exercises that I do with people when I'm doing that is kind of ask them what they need to earn personally or what is their personal budget. And the blank faces and the blank stares that I get back from that, um, I find really quite surprising. Obviously, I'm a numbers person, so I know, you know, personally what we need to earn for us to achieve our kind of personal goals and objectives. So the amount of people that are in business and successful business owners that just don't have an understanding of their personal wealth or their personal growth or don't even think about it, you know, all their eggs are in the basket that this business is going to be saleable or it's going to be their plan for retirement at the end when, you know, we've learned that so many businesses just aren't quite saleable without that predominant person in there or not what they thought. So I think there's a lot of room for, you know, going away and sitting back and having a look at your personal finances and where you are. What questions would you get people to kind of think about before they come and, you know, talk to you? Well, one of the things is how much do you want to live on your, yep. your income in retirement, you know, and are you on track for that? And yep. if you, are, you don't know how to how to say, can you show me what we're actually on, on track for? And we can work that out for people. Uh, and that is, you know, it, it seems pretty basic, but it's actually quite difficult yep. to, to achieve when you look at your super and you might look at a superannuation statement from a, from a company and they're saying it could be between here and here. And say, well, 
I'm going to pick this one. Everybody picks the top one all the time, but it, you know, in life it could be at the moment people who are retiring right now will be down here. Yeah. So what can I put in place to mitigate these uh, these fluctuations? So um, yeah, look at uh, what what they are, and also look at what what their life would be when they do retire. What do they want to do? Do they want to travel? Do they want to stay at home? Do they want to stay in the house they're in at the moment? And um, you know, is it do they want to downsize? All these sorts sorts of things, you know, are are very very important. And we can we're now looking at helping and assisting clients um, to look at uh, property based solutions. That they might move into when they retire. Yeah. So in 12, 15 years time I will move into that place which is a, a nice little unit or a nice little place down by the coast um, but surrounded with everything I want but that's it that's in the area I want it uh, I want it to be in yeah. and just having a bit of a bit of a plan doesn't mean they have to do that. Yeah. It means that 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 option's there and um, the, you're it's just about giving people choices. Yeah. And you don't have a plan, you're not going to have the choices to have that. I remember when I was young, there's a lot, a lot of years ago, <laughs> my dad was a chartered accountant and he taught me a lot of, uh, you won't believe it, but our bookkeeping standards, but he taught me a lot of, <laughs> a lot of our, uh, uh, a lot of what I know about numbers as well. And numbers and mental arithmetic in my head are, are, are easy. And uh, I remember him saying to me, he said, uh, you know, so you've got to plan what you're going to do, Jerry. You've got to plan what you're going to do. And I was like, you know, typical uh, 20-year-old, why do I have to have a plan all the time? You know, what was this plan stuff, you know? And it really comes back to haunt me that because he said to me, you know, he said, you know, he said, an idiot. And my dad was quite hard. <laughs> my idiot, and he said, an idiot can beat a genius yeah. with a plan every day of the week. Yeah. And really, it comes down to that. If you have a plan and you know where you're going, it's, and it's fluid. Yeah. You, you can make these alterations and you're going to come, you know, the chances are you're going to come out on top. Yeah, and that's, you know, it kind of goes back to having that coach. Like a business coach will always get you to set your 12-month, your 9-month, your 6-month goal. Your PT will tell you how much weight do you want to lose, how much muscle do you want to build. Like it's having that plan and the steps along the way um, to achieve that goal. Right. And it, it, it makes you, you've, you've, got your, you've then got your goal, you've got yeah. your objectives, and they keep you accountable as well. Yeah. yeah. So one of them is, um, you know, tips on paying off the mortgage quicker. And this is just all about having that plan. Like what do you want to achieve? What's yes. the benefit of paying that off earlier? Um, should you look at keeping the funds there and putting it into something else? So it's all sitting down and working out what's the long-term goal. Absolutely. And I mean, if you look at your mortgage and, and we, we get clients to say, well, what's your mortgage just now? And most people are going to say between 2000 and 4000 a month in that sort of, sort of bracket. So say $3,000 yeah. and say, right, that's $36,000 a year. If you were to pay your, your, your mortgage off 10 years early, well, that's $360,000. That's worth having a chat about, yeah. you, know? So that's what it's, you know. That's what it's all about. And who do you want to give that money to? The bank will accept it every day of the week. <laughs> uh, you know, they'll, they'll take your $360,000. Yeah. They don't pay it off um, uh, any earlier than you can. Yeah. Although they'll give you certain tips, but they won't show you how to do it. And then um, if, you, if you do do it, um, you know, the, the money's in your, your account. So yeah. you have choices to do what you want to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I'm going to pick a property one. This is more about what um, your thoughts on the property market and what's happened um, with the spikes on the higher end at the moment and how you think it's going to progress as things normalise after all of this. Right. Well, the new paradigm of, of 
after after COVID uh, kicks in, uh, it's 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 really up there a bit. I mean, you know where I live down at uh, bottom end of the Gold Coast, yeah. and uh, Gold Coast has just been booming. Yeah. You know, they, they, we just. Sunshine Coast is even worse. You know, it's uh, you're you're not properties are on the market for three days up there and they're gone. Um, that isn't going to happen forever. But a lot of people are moving to um, Southeast Queensland um, uh, for for many reasons. The, the major reason is there's a lot of infrastructure in there. There's a uh, it's a nice place to live, and uh, and and land is still relatively cheap there. Now, if you're buying for investment also in Southeast Queensland, you're going to get a fairly good return. You're going to get around about 5% return on, on, on rents. Um, so if a property um, you know, costs you 500000 you're going to get about 500 a week. That's 5% return. Okay? So um, if, you, if you had that same property in, um, say, Victoria, you're only going to get 3% return. So people are saying, well... I want to go towards to somewhere that's going to give me give me the best return, and that's cash flow return, not um, not capital gain. Um, but um, we're, we are seeing that uh, you know capital gain is is, is something we build into that we talk about in our plans, but it's not the main driver. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, I'll buy a property and I'll sell it in ten years' time, it'll be worth three hundred thousand more, and I'll um, and I'll have three hundred thousand in your pocket. Uh-uh. You've got capital gains tax. You've got all sorts of things to think about. And is it going to go up? What has it done to your finances in that process? And that's what we, you know, we have a plan. We can sort of work out. Well, in that interim period, this property has paid off your mortgage, yeah. uh, and you do have um, 350 gain or 200 gain or whatever the gain is. Um, but and these are the consequences of um, of capital gains, and this is how we might be able to mitigate that. Yeah, I've um, so, learned. Um, these are from a couple of my younger um, clients and so I think we can kind of answer them together a few sort of mush in so the business is doing okay but we're drowning in personal debt and help that was in capitals um, I like to um, I don't know how much of this you want to answer but my kind of strategy or what we kind of tell people is to have a look at what your liabilities are write down how much it is and what the interest rates on there and start chipping away at them kind of like that and again that's just having a plan when do you want to be debt free? Is it in six months? Is it in twelve months? And you know, putting them away. I mean, there's other strategies of actually going and getting like depending on the size of the debt, combining them all together um, to pay them off that way. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Right. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it depends on the size of the debt. Depends on where the, where the debts are. And I totally, I really like what you're saying. Just uh, be responsible for them. Have a plan and start chipping away at them. Nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's a good plan to, to yeah. start off. If they are quite big, and you just think, listen, I'm just getting nowhere. I, I really am drowning in debt. Consolidation is, is a good idea. And we have debt consolidation specialists that we work beside yeah. that uh, can can bring that debt together. There's clients at the moment that have over 140,000 in credit card debt. Yeah. Uh, and they're paying that off at uh, 20%. You know, so if you just you just add that up, you know, it's thirty grand a year nearly. You know, it's just, it's just crazy and, and just an interest and they're still not paying off the debt. Yeah. Um, with debt consolidation for them, um, you know, I can see why there, there are quite a few companies out there you know, that, um, that do uh, look at budgets, look at people's uh, finances and help them with that. They're good as well if you really are drowning in debt and they will give you a plan. They'll keep you, um, um, they will keep you um, 
honest with it. Um, but they also have conditions with them as well to stop you getting out of debt. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful with them. If you end up with a Form 9 and you cannot do anything else in that five-year period, yeah. you really got a problem. So having a chat uh, with these sort of people, it's not going to cost them anything to have a chat with them, see where they're up to and give them a bit of advice and point them in the right direction. But um, looking at the debt, being responsible about it, being happy to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, not all debt is bad, and um, you know, and and it can certainly get out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, great point. Like I kind of say, you know, business debt is way healthier than personal debt, um, but it's not to say that all personal debt is bad either. It depends on what you were trying to achieve at that time. So. I think um, in that space, I think we're going to see a lot more problems sort of in six to 12 months' time because a lot of people have borrowed for these assets and um, whatever else. So again, I'm not against personal ass our business asset debt, but I think a lot of people have sort of gone in a little bit too deep um, recently with all the uh, stimuluses well, that are right. around. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was talking about? We were talking about new cars and things like that for our, for our business, and we said, yeah, at the moment, um, uh, just not going to not going to move on that. Um, maybe yeah. the end of the next financial, the end of this financial year, we'll have a look at it. But at the moment, because you know, it, it, it might be business debt, but it's still we're the yeah. guarantor. That's what I say to people: you know, if you so, were looking yeah. to purchase a car within the next six months, bring it forward and take advantage of this. But if it's not yeah. on your radar, don't make it on there just to. Um, <laughs> I mean, the idea is nice. I floated the idea as well um, of a new car, but yeah, um, it's not going to happen this year. But again, there's always, the government always puts out incentives and tax brackets for businesses for those yeah. kind of things. It's just how much um, that'll vary. So um, I can't believe we're running out of time. I like to try and keep them under 20 minutes. So thank you very much for your time. But I do like to finish. Have you got anything to finish on that you wanted to say before? I think, um, yeah, the, the, the coming back to speaking to clients, um, we're, there's no upfront costs with us when we're speaking to clients. Um, we like to, and but not all clients are a fit for us. So it's meeting clients either online or on the phone, first of all. Then if it's Gold Coast, we'll meet them face-to-face. -face, um, but if it's further, further afield, we sometimes do online. But there's no cost in that. And it's just having a chat with people and see if they're going to be a good fit. Um, we, uh, we've got a lot of experience, a lot of grey hair, some no hair. But... <laughs> But uh, that, with the experience that comes with that, we, we do enjoy helping people. And that's why we set the business up, you know, yeah. to try and get, uh, you know, for, a, for Australia is a first world country, but with less than 3% of Australians retiring and not having to depend on the um, the, the, the government pension, it's a ridiculous yes. figure. It, yeah. It's almost third world figures, you know, so uh, that's why we set the business up and just, just to point people in the right direction. Yeah, that is crazy. And I've written here, um, you know, so for those that are in their 50s, it's time to hit the banks for loans before they reach their mid-50s. And yeah. it's all just about having that plan, you know, having a chat about it, what do you want to know, and knowing what your personal finances are. So personal yeah. finances as in now, what debts you've got, what income you've got, but also what it is that you need upon retirement as well. Kind of need those to go in to have the discussion. Now, I'm going to finish on a rapid fire. I don't want you to think about the responses. I want you to answer them. First CD you ever purchased? David Bowie. Ah, oh, nice. Current book that you're reading? Um, oh, what's it called? What's it called? Um, can't remember. Uh, it's, Bryce, it's Bryce Courtney's one. Um, blah, 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 I can't remember. Okay, what's your favourite book you've read or top book that you'd recommend? 
Um, the favourite books that I read to really get me out of out of work mode is um, I, I'm a bit of a romantic in the Wilbur Smiths ones oh. and the Wilbur Smith series, and I just love them. They just get my mind empty. I mean, Africa. I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> um, and what has been the best thing for you about COVID? I think spending more time um, on our, uh, you know, at home, um, uh, learning, uh, doing a lot of personal development there um, with, a, with, you know, on myself because you spend so much time traveling around and um, sitting still. Um, what has been great for me, and also I managed to lose about five kilos. So uh, get it, getting out there, walking along the beach. I was going to say, all them walks along the beach with your coffee. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's that's my health regime. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time um, to chat to us today and answering questions. As I said, I was quite surprised by the number of questions that are out there and people that are kind of in that space where they feel that they don't have the money to see a financial planner. Whereas trying to wanted to flip that, that it's not, it's not always about that. It's just, you know, having the plan to get to that point. So thank you for your time and we hope you enjoy it down there in Canberra. Thanks very much, Sarah. Thank you very much. And we'll uh, hope we have a nice day uh, up in uh, Queensland. It's looking a bit cloudy down here. No, it's, um, <laughs> it's nice and sunny here as always. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs>